Hi, my name is Alad Gross. Welcome to the Alad Pod, an online, uncensored town hall program designed to bring our government back to you. Every episode is a recording of our live show with special guests and questions asked by audience members like you. Today we are joined by Chris Hyman, who is a wonderful parent advocate when it comes to LGBTQIA plus issues in Missouri. She's also running for Missouri State House in the St. Charles area. We had a couple internet issues, but turned out just fine. Give it a listen. Welcome to the Alad Pod. Excited to have you on today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. How, how I'm is, excited. Th- yeah. How, how is it going for? I mean, you're you're right there. Like this is we're getting close to to this being over. Uh, how, yeah, how are you feeling? Um, good. I feel good. A little little yeah. tired, but uh, it's going great. Way, yeah. but so much better than I ever expected. That's so great. Good. That's really wonderful. Yeah. Well, well, if you could, uh, before we get into all the details of what's going on and everything, could you take a moment, introduce yourself to everybody, let them know uh, what, where your district is, because I know a lot of folks might not memorize all the numbers for the state, but if you could tell them really? where your district is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, some people might have maps. I used to have them all over the wall. Now I've got a flag that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, no, we've got, uh, we might have some people who might need some help knowing where 105 is. Sure. Sure. Um, House District 105 is um, St. Peter's. Um, that's St. Charles County. I ha- so it's the district is mostly St. Peter's. And then I have a little bit of St. Charles City proper and unincorporated St. Charles, which is where I reside. And so, um, yeah, we're doing great. It's uh, talking to talking to the people has been amazing. And I'm not sure whether there's a, just a ton of people home or if there is just people are ready for change and they're taking those phone calls and they're answering the door. I cannot tell you how many people I've talked to and the conversations have been fabulous. Oh, that's great. So I'm really excited. I know. That's really, that's really wonderful. So uh, I mean, the, the, I mean, obviously it's different this year, right, compared to yeah. years before. But I think, you know, part of that is a lot of folks – you know, even if we are doing it six feet or more apart or we have masks, on, I think mm-hmm. a lot of folks really want to have that conversation. They really want to know what's going on mm-hmm. and really want to connect with mm-hmm. folks, especially people who are out there and, you know, asking for their vote and have ideas for Missouri. So it's great to hear mm-hmm. that you're, you're seeing a lot of people still. Yeah, it's the conversations have been from I'm so excited. I've never had a candidate call to um I'm so glad you called. I have questions uh-huh. to, oh, we have to change everything. <laughs> I had somebody ask me the other day while well, I was, I go behind my phone bankers, right? For people who have, um, who are leaning maybe towards my opponent or are still undecided. And um, he, this gentleman asked me, he said, what is your past experience in um, politics? What seats have you held previously? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, great. And I said, <laughs> none. 
And he said, good, we need to change everything. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> that was a great conversation. Uh, you know, you try to make, you know, the, the goal is to talk to as many people as you can. And so, you you know, you're like, oh, I don't want to talk to you for 20 minutes. This guy was a fabulous conversation. And I've had people call me from him telling, you know, I always say, tell five of your friends. Mm-hmm. And he, he they're, they're calling. So it's been going great, it, better than I ever imagined. Because I jumped in late, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, no, could, I jumped you, in you, really late. Yeah, could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> my story and the reason, the whole reason that I'm running is because um, earlier this year, um, the first three months of the year before um, the legislature closed down because of COVID, um, I spent January, um, February, and the beginning of March until we they kind of shut things down, um, testifying with my kids almost every week and some weeks more than one day. We had 19 anti-LGBTQ bills that went through our legislature this week from ending same-sex marriage to um, a total medical ban on um, our transgender kids. Mm-hmm. And so I spent days and hours and weeks in the Capitol. And right before they closed down, the very last hearing that I attended um, was, it, it's just just this way crazy story. Supposed to start at four. They delayed us until after seven, um, thinking I, I, that people would leave. And, and we didn't leave. People didn't leave. And we stayed and it was a terrible hearing. Um, the expert witness that they brought in was a conversion therapist. So our kids are all upset. We were, you know, they're upset and scared. We're angry and scared as parents. And we just stayed. And it was after 11 o'clock that night when we left. We hung out for a few minutes, you know, talking to some of the legislators that were on the committee. We hung around and, you know, did, you know, big hugs with everybody that was there to make sure everybody was still okay. And my kids and I walked out down that hallway. um, And, you know, I did the usual mom thing. Do Who needs to use the restroom before we have to leave? And are you hungry? Do we need to stop on our way home? (laughs) And the next words falling out of my mouth were, I'm going to run for my rep seat because earlier in that day, I had scheduled an appointment with him. Um, He had not read the bill. He was on the committee to hear the bill. We were at that time from what was supposed to be the start time of the hearing. And... He he just yeah. yeah the world of the bad internet. This is a good face though. Usually I have to screenshot them when this happens in the middle of a meeting, but uh, instead we've got this, and this is gonna be <laughs> poor Chris. That's okay. Yeah, internet's a tr- internet's a problem in Missouri, unfortunately, in so many places. But uh, I'm sure she'll be back in a little bit. But um. Yeah, I actually had the opportunity while we're waiting for Chris, so I can say all of these nice things before she gets back on. But I had the opportunity 
to uh, see Chris um, at the Capitol. Actually, I think that might have even been where we met before she was a candidate. Um, but I'd gone down uh, with some you know, friends and some staff folks that I was working with, and um, we went, and there was a, um, a pretty... I mean, there were all, all of these bills that were being heard at the same time, and they were trying to force through and, um, you know, really get these pushed. I, I guess there was, I don't know, somebody had the idea that there was some urgency around um, excluding so many, especially targeting children in Missouri. And uh, that was being pushed through quite a bit, and Chris was there with her kids. There were a lot of kids that were there, a lot of kids that were testifying, a lot of people who wanted to testify they're moving the times of the hearings to make it really it makes it harder for folks to be able to participate in government, which is unfortunate. Um, but uh, she was there and she was there. The kids were there. Uh, they stuck through this whole thing and they kept coming back and they kept advocating for themselves. And it was, um, you know, really it was a great thing to see. And it was a great thing really to have folks who, um, you know, like Chris, who who work with kids and make sure that their voices are being heard in government, too. And so, um, you know, I know she had been very involved before, and hopefully she'll be able to tell you even more of the stuff that she was doing before then, because um, she's calling back in now, so that's good. All right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she just an amazing advocate and very excited to see that she's choosing to run now. So, Chris, are you back? Are you back with us? Uh- I think I am. Yes. Okay, good. You know what? I got to tell you, I was going to hide it from you, but I was just saying all these nice things about you and describing. I think the first time that we might have met in person, I think, was in Jefferson City at the Capitol. And, you know, just just about like the number of kids. So I gave a little bit of background while you're off, but um, just the number of kids that were there. I mean, yours and so many others, too, but uh, that were there advocating and that stayed despite, the, you know, the time changes, despite mm-hmm. how packed the rooms were, despite like the time limits. I didn't even mention this, but the time limits that they started putting on testimony. And it's just so sad to, you know, have seen that where you had so many people, whether you agree or disagree. I mean, in this case, we both agree, but um, with what the kids and everybody else was saying, well, not everybody else, but, but on our side, <laughs> we're saying that, but <laughs> not everybody, not else. everybody. Yeah. Some, a couple <laughs> of folks, not so much, but I mean, just, just to, like see that and then see people in government, um, you know, at those positions, whatever their opinions be, um, really not respect what that means and what that, that meant to so many people to come there and spend, I mean, drive there and get there and spend their time doing it. But, uh, you know, you you were one of those folks who really um, one was pushing very hard and helping organize it, but but two, giving space for kids to sometimes that was their first time getting involved in government ever, and it was a really exciting thing to see for for them for sure. Trying to take you know that really that ownership and engagement in in our state, mm-hmm. I thought was a really cool thing to see. It was. It it had. You know, there was there was good and bad in that, right? You want mm-hmm. I want my kids to be involved, right? Um, it was kind of a icky way to have to start, the, you know, the process to jump right. in like that. But at the end of the day, um, my son has learned to advocate for himself from that, yeah. and and yeah. that helped. You know, he's not afraid to t- talk to. You know, it was one thing to talk to your friends, right? Now he'll tell anybody because he's already seen the worst of the worst, right? He's yeah. been he's been up in people's 
personal space, <laughs> talking to them about, you know, asking them, why are you doing this? Why, why am I, how am I different from you? Mm-hmm. And there, there's no good answer. Yeah. So, but we're going to get Mona passed a lot. We are. I'm going to get there. We're going to get it heard. That's Missouri Non-Discrimination Act. Great. We're going to get that seriously heard. And uh, it's time. Yeah. It, it, you know, human is human. I stick by that. Yeah. 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 Nice. I think from, I mean, from, yeah, and there's been a lot of decisions in the court system, too, um, mm-hmm. that at this point, so, you know, from a, a legal standpoint, I'm a very big supporter of MONA. That's the Missouri Non-Discrimination Act, which which how many years are we on now? We're over 20. 22. 20, 22. Yeah, I thought it was like 21 or 22. Yeah, 22 years of trying to get this thing passed. And and right now, um, you know, for, for a long time in Missouri law, and then these court cases came up, but for a long time, uh, discrimination against uh, uh, LGBTQIA plus Missourians uh, in housing, um, uh, in public accommodations, employment, all of these sorts of things uh, were allowed. In fact, we were, <laughs> I think we were on the Daily Show at some point being highlighted for being able, you know, having no protections whatsoever. But there have been some recent court cases that have been very important that actually indicate that uh, one, Missouri Supreme Court, but also the federal Supreme Court, the United mm-hmm. States Supreme Court, uh, both indicate those protections need to be there. So if you are in that boat now, um, certainly enforce your rights. And there are people out there, I'm one of them, but there's a lot of attorneys and other organizations out there who will help you do that. But I still think uh, Mona is uh, essential. It's something that we really need to do as a state for a lot of reasons. So, Yeah, we, we try to um, change even federal laws sometimes here. Right. You know, and and yeah. we don't need to go backwards. Right. We need to move forward. We're we're it, it's such a crazy time right now with everything going on that it's you know there's so much division. We need to. I'm I'm when I talk to people, you know, I just want to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. Let's just go forward <laughs> because I don't think normal's going to look like what it looked like before. So let's just go forward and let's make it better. Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's just what I'm trying to do. And that's what I put out there every single phone call, every single door knock, every single, every single contact I have Mm -hmm. is let's just move forward and let's make it better because it can be better. We are better. Yeah, I I agree with that uh, very much. And having had the opportunity to travel around the state quite a bit, I think, uh, uh, Missouri is is not being served very very well by the folks that we have in leadership positions right now. Unfortunately, yeah. um, what what are some what are some things? So you know, you talk about uh, moving forward. So when you when you say that, you know, as as a legislator, and you've been, I mean, you've been so involved. There are some people who run for the first time who you know are great folks, and I think would do a good job, but they don't have as much knowledge of the process. And fortunately. This is good in Missouri. There's like an orientation process for new folks. Yep. We do do some of that, but you we you do. have had uh, quite a bit of experience and seeing what that process looks like. So mm-hmm. you know when you talk to folks, what are one? What are issues that you are hearing a lot about in your district? And two, what are what are some of those that you really want to be an advocate for as a representative? So when I first started, um, you know, I was like. I had to come up with like all of the all of the things are important, but um, I wanted to come up with you know three or four. So 
healthcare, education, jobs, and then of course LGBTQ issues are are my, you know, those are those are where I advocate. That's what I've done in the past. That those are the people that I try to lift up. Um, and then COVID happened, and all of those those first three things all play into, um, you know, COVID affected. Well, healthcare obviously, um, and all of our frontline workers, and our doctors, and our nurses, and our capacity in the hospitals, education, parents everywhere had this hard, hard decision to make about what to do with my kids, and each school district or each county was on their own, and so that has been the biggest, um, I think, issue that everybody's talked to me about um, how. Re-entry went into school. Some started hybrid. Some started all in person. Mm-hmm. Some started all virtual. Um, and now, you know, some districts are bringing it back. No, no two districts are the same. And so that's that's one of the, the biggest things I hear from parents. And then so many people have lost their jobs. Um, and and we need to lift those people up as well. And we need to make sure that, you know, okay, I need to find a job again. Um, but I have my kids at home from school. How do I do all of those things? And so we need to put in place something that are going to help all of the families with their, with, with their jobs and their kids at school. And we need to make sure that we're doing something so that the spread of of this virus slows itself down so people can get back on their feet. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that I've, you know, always done. And they that just it just kind of all rolled into one. Um so those I guess are the three top issues I hear about most. Um, And then, you know, you always have the hot button issues. If you get, it depends on who you're talking to, you know, sometimes you get the ones that just want to mess you up, you know, what's your, what, what, how do you feel about abortion? Right. (laughs) I mean, I'll tell (laughs) you, but that's usually, but I usually throw, you know, you toss it back to them. Well, how do you, you know, what are you, what is your stance on, you know, those sticky ones first, because we still have, more in common than we don't. We are divided. Uh, I've never seen, I'm not, you know, I, I like to say I'm, I'm um, young, middle age. Is that, that's a thing. <laughs> and it's the, it is really the most divided I've ever seen us in my time, you know, paying attention to what's going on in, in local government or federal government or anything. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you can just, if I can get someone on the phone or at a door we still have more people, we still have more in common than we, than we don't. And if they'll talk at the end of it, we walk away both feeling really good. Yeah. So that's my goal. You yeah. know, that's all yeah. that, how many days? 17. And that's all I'm doing. <laughs> Got the count ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you need to. I mean, at this, <laughs> this point, every single one of them. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, um, you know, I, I it's interesting because, I mean, I've had that conversation quite a bit with folks around the state who, sure. um, you know, we might not disagree of. One of them, um, well, there was two that got a lot of attention from folks when I talked about, but one of them was 
at the uh, GOP tent back when we had a state fair that everybody could go to. Uh, right. And I, I was recruiting people out of the tent. And then the other one um, was a, a, young, a young guy who's over closer to Kansas City, um, but he wanted to intern initially for um, – the current attorney general and then heard about uh, my campaign and then we talked and despite us disagreeing on a few issues um, and abortion was one of them I mean that was one that that was that's the reason why he uh, was a Republican or at least conservative is, is what he called himself and at the end of the conversation we talked for quite some time um, he thought well look I mean I appreciate the honesty and I appreciate where you're coming from and I can understand like you're willing to have that conversation have you, I guess when you're talking to folks, you know, so many of us now, whether it's family members or friends or just on Facebook or whatever it might be, Facebook a little less so because that's a little crazy, but you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. But for like real conversations yeah. that we're having with people, what have you found to be something, you know, effective for you? I mean, you said like one of the things that you mentioned was throwing the question back to them to see where they're coming from. Um, but what, what kind of, I mean, what, what have you found to be pretty effective in, in creating that conversation in the first place? Well, you know, the first question here often is, um, are you Republican or are you Democrat? And I'll always answer that question, but I, I tell them, um, hey, I'm going to, I'll tell you, but let's talk first. Uh-huh. And, and we talk first. And and then I was like, do you still want to know? Because sometimes you can tell, you know. <laughs> I said, you still want to know where I see? You still want to know what ticket I'm running on? And and um, there there have been um, several people who have always voted just straight party line, mm-hmm. right? That are not voting straight party line, and that's because. It's because of conversation, right. um, and and you know on those sticky issues, um, you know, uh, I, I have to, that's one we talk about out here a lot. Um, is is the abortion issue? Um, that's always the question. Um, I I I can't vote for a Democrat because you're 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 pro-abortion, and that's where I stop them. It's like I am not pro-abortion. I have three beautiful children. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) not pro-abortion. However, I am pro-body autonomy. And that goes for men as well as women, Mm -hmm. right? I don't want anybody telling anyone, a government, any government telling anyone what they should do with their body. And so that is, I get a lot of, hmm, on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and that's where we can, st- and, and, you know, and then you have the conversations about, you know, there's, there's always, you know, it's, it's always Planned Parenthood that comes up. And once, if you can really have somebody who is listening to you and, and I don't know, I, I, I don't know if I mom voice them or if I friend voice, I don't know what I do, but I can get people to talk. And by the end of the conversation, they know that that is the least amount of, or that is the one service they do the least amount of, that their tax dollars don't pay for it. Mm-hmm. And that so many women n- need this, the service for other things that they can't afford. Because face it, our health insurance is most of the time tied to our job. Right. And if we're not working, 
uh, a, a full-time job or whatever job that offers insurance, a lot of people aren't aren't being covered. And so it's an affordable way to access good health care that we need. And so that, that's the conversation that we have there. And by the end of that, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, hurt anybody who isn't born yet. I'm not telling anyone not to um, have babies. And that's where, you know, we get to those conversations. And by the end of it, we're laughing at the conversation because it's, you know, you, you brought up good points. Yep. So did you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think so often now folks are unwilling to even have the conversation. I can understand. Like, look, there's so many things that are going out there. You know, you see it on TV. Every You're inundated with the stuff. You can't even escape this stuff. I mean, you could, but you really, you're drawn into it and all this stuff mm-hmm. happening. But, I, I mean, for us, like, that wasn't something, you know, that's not something we can just, we're ignoring. You're trying to get a vote from somebody. You're trying to get people. And you're trying, really, I mean, you're trying to see, like, what, um, you know, good government comes from not just trying to get, you know, votes because then you don't have to necessarily talk to them. You could do something else or whatever, but you're doing well, it in a way where you really want to get that input. And that's, you know, obviously something that you've been doing for um, some time already. So, yeah, that is, yeah. and that is um, how I close even the conversation mm-hmm. that may not go the way I want it to, um, maybe from the beginning um, after they ask, you know, what, what what party are you with is, is that, you know what, however this ends up, I still want to talk to you. We may not always agree, but I want to hear you because that's why I'm running. My voice wasn't represented when I needed it to be. Right. And so I want everybody's, I want everybody's input. We need to take our district back so that everybody is represented because that's not happening right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not, you know, I hate to use the word not fair, but that's not right. That's not how government works. Right. Or it's not how it's supposed to work. Right. Right. Well, that's, yeah, at least our perspective. on that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, we okay. got a question here. Um, one, Debbie wants us all to know she's watching from South County from the comfort of her couch. That's good. I'm very happy. Excellent. <laughs> very happy Excellent. This is good. Uh, and we've got John who's watching. He is in St. Charles County. And I just love this question, so I'm going to add it. So we'll be able to see. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes. John says, what are your thoughts on the horrible Amendment horrible. 3? Horrible. I wonder what John's thoughts are on, on the horrible know. Amendment. I, I can't tell from the question. But, yeah, I mean. Do you, speaking of government and how it's representing people, uh, do you have any thoughts on horrible? I mean, amendment? I have some thoughts on horrible Amendment 3. <laughs> I do. Um, well, if we remember, um, horrible Amendment 3 was Amendment 1 in 2018 in August, and that was a citizen-led, um, that was put on the ballot in that August of 2018 election because of signatures collected from, you know, voters across the state. Um, and that is, and it's a, it's a gerrymandering bill, no matter how you want to cut it, what else is in it. Um, and we passed it big in the state. I think the state was 60% um, in yeah, my 62. district. Yeah. And it was 63 and 63.5 in my district. 
And um, they didn't like that. We wanted, you know, and that that was we wanted an independent demographer to draw our district maps, um, then sit well, um, and it started right away after that passed. And it started with, um, well, people did not know what they were voting for, which is hard to believe when it was a citizen's initiative. You know, it was it was a signatures, petition signatures that got it on the ballot in the beginning. So they decided they were going to overturn, not overturn, well, they're trying to overturn, right? Um, and they're going to put it back on the ballot here in a couple of days, weeks. Let's go with weeks. Weeks, yeah. And um, they've, they've dressed it up a little bit, um, so it looks a little confusing because of the first two points on it, um, they've made it look great. Um, they're going to reduce lobbying gifts to zero. Well, it's $5 right now. Um, so from $5 to zero, and I promise you there are loopholes in that. Um, and then they're reducing um, contributions to state Senate campaigns by $100. Okay. Um, still true and okay. But the big deal is the, the gerrymandering part of it, and that is the third part. And this has been so confusing. The language they have used, and maybe a lot, it's been in, it's been in court twice, right? Yes, it has been. Um, yes, and... Uh, just to get the ballot language switched. So it was a little less confusing. And so what we want now or what they would like to have and what is on the ballot is that it's a, the, a governor appointed committee um, to draw the maps. Right. And so um, that no matter, you know, I'm of the opinion, no matter who, which party the governor is, it, that still is, it shouldn't be appointed by the governor. It needs, I, I like independent demographer, right? Because mm -hmm. then nobody's protected. Each district remains competitive. Um, the, the other thing that's in it is it doesn't count everybody. It, it, it doesn't count anybody who's under the age of 18 or, or may not, correct? So I have two teenagers who will be 18 before maps are redrawn again because they're drawn every 10 years right after the census. And so they would have no representation for several years because they're, you know, I have, they're 13 and 14 now, my two youngest. And, and I mean... <laughs> A lot of this legislation is is directed toward one of my teenagers, you know, that I that I have spent a lot of time in the Capitol for this year. And we need to have representation for everybody. We would be the only state that doesn't do that. Right. All the population needs to be counted. So my thoughts on horrible amendment three are vote no. You know, let it stand. Let our vote stand as it was in 2018. We wanted it. Let's at least try it before you say you don't like it or it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So that's that's terrible. Amendment three. No on three. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> it is. It is one out there. So, yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, there's um, language in there, and I put it up on the screen while we were talking. Um, see if I can make Great. it a little bit bigger for everybody, too. That would need my eyes to be able to work. To yeah, be able to read that I know. Screen. It's a little tough. That's pretty yeah. small. <laughs> it's a little tough. But, you, I mean, you can find it. If you search for Amendment 3, you'll be able to find it out there. Um, it will be on it's your everywhere. ballot. Yeah, the language that I have up on the screen right now is um, – is 
the official ballot title. Um, and so that's what you'll see on your ballot when you go and vote. That is uh, has changed. Uh, that's exactly right. Um, it, it changed. from So the way that this got on the ballot, Amendment 1 was a bit different. I've described this a few times before, but Amendment 1 was one where folks went, we got signatures, we had to get a ton of signatures, the people tons. put it on the ballot, tons and tons, and uh, you bring that over to um, Secretary of State's office, they check them, and then they say, okay, um, you have enough to now put this on the ballot. And then we had to then come back out and vote for it, and it passed 62% statewide. Um, and uh, just, to, I mean, every senatorial district it passed, and just all over the state. Mm-hmm. It was a, there are a few parts, the few places that said no, but not very many of them. So that was passed 2018. Uh, and now we're in 2020. Uh, state legislators uh, apparently didn't like what we had just done. And so they decided to put this on the ballot themselves. They do not have to collect all of those signatures. They just have to pass it. And, uh, and then it goes onto the ballot for us to approve it. And the reason that it, why, well, why do we have to approve it? It's a law and don't they make laws? Well, this would be a change to Missouri state constitution, just like clean Missouri was. And that requires our approval. So that's why we'll be seeing it on the ballot again. Now you will see on, on the language on the ballot, um, it's not all of it, right? So it's just a summary of what those changes are. And one mm-hmm. of the biggest changes that you will not see in the summary is that it will reapportion uh, those districts, all the di- like the district that you're running in, the district all these folks are running in, and how we're being represented in government based on the principle of one person, one vote. Mm-hmm. And what the heck does that mean? Well, what it very well could mean and what the person who helped write it said it meant and then changed his mind and changed it back was yeah. that, uh, yeah, if, if you can't vote, then you're not being represented. Then you're done. We're not going to represent you anymore. And we would be the first state to ever do that. Um, we, we don't do that in America because the idea of having one representative for a group of people, the republic, the idea, the concept behind the democratic republic is that those number of people, we want each district to have about the same number of people so that everybody has about the same access to their representative, whether they vote or they don't vote. If they're a person in, the, in America, then they get that access to their representative. And that's how it's been for kids, which is the biggest group of those folks. Uh, I mean, even non-voters, we can talk about felon disenfranchisement, which no one's really talking about right now, unfortunately. Uh, immigrants who might even be in the process of becoming naturalized citizens during that 10-year period be- between counts. And it's yeah, it's 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 a significant mess. It's actually interesting because on the ballot language, if you actually read to the bottom, uh, the implications of that also go into funding and how local yeah. towns and governments are going to be sure. funded based on that count. And so it says the very last line of the summary that you will see. So read the whole darn thing if you don't believe me. Read the last line. Read the whole thing. It says individual local government entities expect significant decreased revenues of a total unknown amount because we don't know what that thing really means and who's going to be counted, who's not. So, right. uh, yeah, it's, it's a total mess. Amendment three. Yep. Yeah. Mess is a good word. Mess is a good word. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a bad word. So that's why I'm voting no, but you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> horrible amendment three is John likes horrible it. amendment three, horrible amendment three. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Are there, are there other, you know, I, cause I mean, I'm in, so I'm in St. Louis city. Um, I've mm-hmm. seen some ballot issues like local ones. Maybe it's like an increased 
you know, use tax or something. Cause I know there's a lot of issues right now with, um, from the business side of things with, mm-hmm. um, uh, competing against online retailers that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we haven't passed this, uh, statewide tax to basically equalize those small businesses that are here with an Amazon or Wayfair. It's why it's normally called the Wayfair, the Wayfair tax. tax. Um, mm-hmm. but ha- are there any, any, I know there's some like localities that are trying to do that on their own because the state hasn't acted. Are there any other local issues that you have seen in your area? Maybe it's not even on the ballot, but like big things that you've seen, um, that folks are also keeping in mind as they're voting. Um, we have, we do have one other ballot initiative. Um, the way our district is kind of broken up is we have a hot, a lot of healthcare workers, and then um, we have a lot of, you know, professional, and then the next one, cool is cool. I don't know what word I want. Um, it's, it's first responders. I, I don't okay. know what adjective I was looking for, but they're great. First responders. Yeah, cool is great. Yeah, cool is great. Down, I was, yeah trying to make it work in a sentence. It didn't work in a sentence. Um, but, um, we do have a ballot initiative on that and that is for the fire department and it is to help their, um, retirement fund because these individuals are working way past their, you know, time that they, they should, or they want to, or what's even safe in some instances, but they can't retire because they're, they, you know, they're, they're going to rely on that retirement. And so it's, it's a small increase. And that one um, is not going as well when I'm talking on the phone as the opposition to no on three. So we're trying to, Hmm. to push that. They're doing a really good job of getting, um, you know, literature out and there are signs all over the place here. Um, so hopefully that goes through. Um, it, it is small. We, we do the same thing year after year here with our school district. Yeah. Um, and we finally got it done on a bond issue, um, last, you know, time, but, uh, to increase, you know, it was pennies, pennies, um, that we were trying to, you know, to get, into our teachers so we could pay our teachers more. So mm-hmm. we got, you know, better services. So we, we have a really good school district. Um, and I, Francis House School District is, is here in 105. And and it is, it's wins, you know, awesome awards, but we still run into, you know, yes, we have, we, we have the ability to have Chromebooks for everyone. Yes, um, we pay our teachers probably better than some districts, but still it's never enough for a teacher who my daughter is a teacher. My oldest daughter is a teacher and it's never going to be enough. Um, but we're still using textbooks that are, you know, in, in, in history, it stops at nine 11. Those are old books. Mm -hmm. So we, and so we don't like to, um, raise taxes here. And, um, I always ask the question, you know, there, that's another big one. You're, you want to raise taxes. You're a Democrat. And, and I'm like, nobody likes to pay taxes. I don't, you know, just as much. Uh, my, my opponent is trying to rid us of personal property tax. I don't like to do it either. Right. I don't like to pay t- personal property tax on my car year after year, but show me where it's going to come from. Right. Cause mm-hmm. my background is finance. So I know if I take it from one place, I've got to get it from somewhere else or my 
I'm going to be, nothing's going to balance, right? right? So we're either going to cut something, or we're going to take it away from somewhere else, or you have to show me, show me what you're cutting or show me where you're taking it from, you know, or where we're going to get the extra revenue. And that's the piece, you know, it sounds great. I'm going to not, you know, would no, no taxes, no regulation, no, but show me where it's coming from in, in, I can't get an answer. <laughs> so, so that, and then that's, yep. that's where I see, you know, you sit on that and you're, you think about that. Where are they going to cut from? Oh, please not education again. So that's, that's, that, those are the big ones here in, in my district. And that's all we have. We don't have a lot on our, um, on our, as far as, you know, other ballot questions, mm-hmm. um, here in November, which is, so I'm just like, just make sure you just like start at the top and go all the way over and maybe flip it over because yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Complete so, the ballot. Yeah, that's for sure. The whole thing. <laughs> oh man. You know, it was, it was so interesting. Um, I think I finally have gotten them out like recycled, but I had, uh, when you run statewide, you get a letter from every single election authority with the ballot. Yeah. Every single yeah. one in the state. Yeah. And they just I don't came. have my Oh my goodness. They just kept coming and coming. I'm like, wow. I bet they did. I didn't even think about I didn't know that they did that. But yeah, they send you the yeah. ballots that you see to check your name and you know, at some point yeah. with that many, it's just like I you know, there's only four letters in my first name and that's what I go by the most. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully you got it. If you didn't, I don't know if it's gonna make that much of a difference anyway. So I, I hope you got it. But it's just, you know, whatever. But yeah, uh, make sure though, you know, you're done with you think you're done with that ballot, flip it over, just make sure there's nothing on the backside. If you're we'll using check, a touch screen, keep scrolling, you know, do whatever you got. Yeah. But yeah. Whatever def- you have to do. <laughs> whatever whatever it <laughs> takes. Yeah. Right. And if you need a ride, you call someone, you take your you take your group, <laughs> then you drive through for coffee and you wait. You wait and you wait and you wait, and it shouldn't be hard. Um, I, I can remember, I've, so I've been here for 15 years now, so I voted kind of a, a lot, right, in 15 years. And um, the last presidential election in 16, I wait, I've never waited before. And we waited um, probably about an hour and a half, which was, I'm not, it's not 12 hours. But, um, you know, stick, stick it out. Don't, you know, if you're going to get there right before seven o'clock, go ahead and get there right before seven o'clock and stick it out Um, and get your voice heard because that's how change is made. You know, people ask, what can we do? What can we do? You have the power to do it. Just go cast your vote, you know? Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. And then if you are in a line, like if you're seeing the line, um, it will this year, it will look a little bit more spread out. If you vote in the primaries, you saw that, uh, if you might, might have seen some photos so far from folks who are voting absentee right now, the line will be a little bit longer looking, even if it is the exact same size, because people are being spread out. And that's something that, you know, folks are enforcing at different polling places. So don't let that, 
uh, perturb you from standing and taking. And if you're there before seven, you're good. Um, and you'll know because there will be a guy from the election authority who comes out and basically becomes the, for those of you in education, the caboose of the line. So you will you will know uh, at that point. But yeah, make sure to get there before seven. Make time to vote. Make a plan. You got some more days left. Like Chris is busy because she's got to go get all those votes. But you, you have no excuse. You make a plan to vote. Get your friends. Get everybody ready to go and uh, make it happen. But yeah, make sure to, uh, it's an important thing and it's an important right that preserves all of the other ones. So please, please participate yeah. however you can. And and if you are um, holding on to your absentee ballot, get rid of it. Fill it out, send it back, and do it now. Yeah. Um, we are, uh, I've had a couple of people call me, and and they had a delay on what their initial ballot request, and now they're concerned. And so some, you know, some of them went, took, took it to the election authority, but right. people are, you know, oh, I'm going to drop it in the mail. Don't hang on to those. Don't hang on to them anymore. Fill them out and get them gone so that we're sure that they're there because you want it. You want to count. You, you want your vote counted. I want my vote counted. (laughs) You better want your vote. (laughs) No. Yeah. If you, if you do have your ballot, um, you still have it. You do have time to get it in. Uh, if it's an absentee ballot, that means it's one where you get to choose one of seven excuses. You have to actually pick mm-hmm. one. That means that you can actually take that ballot and you can bring it. You don't have to just put it in the mail. You can actually bring it to your local election authority. If it is one of the ballots where you didn't pick an excuse, those are called mail-in ballots, despite the fact that you can also mail in an absentee ballot. Those, mm-hmm. right now, it's actually in court, so it might change, but right now you cannot drop those off. You do have to put those in the mail to get them back. So those, you really need to get moving on to get those in uh, in time. Yeah. If, however, you feel, oh, goodness, I waited too long on my mail-in ballot, um, I waited too long on whatever else it is, now it's election day, you can still vote, bring it with you to the polling place, to, and they will get rid of it for you. You need to bring it with you. Bring it with you to the polling place. They'll get rid of it for you, and then you can go ahead and vote. So, did did they uh, did they switch that mail in vote for like seven hours? You could you could <laughs> you could drop it off, and then yeah. we could. Yeah. and now you can again. Now you have to mail it again. <laughs> it's ugh. It was in federal court, okay? So a federal judge looked at this whole – looked at the argument, and the argument was, hey, uh, if you get a mail-in vote, right, why why, why should I have to put it in the mail? Like, one, people are worried about the mail and the timing or if they're just procrastinating, mm-hmm. whatever might happen. And now they want to go and they want to bring in their mail-in ballot. So they're saying, well, look, I'm being treated worse – because I've got this mail-in ballot versus absentee, and there's no point. Like, what's the reason for doing that? Well, there isn't a very good reason for doing no, that at there's, all. No, there's not. No, and so a federal judge was like, yeah, you're right, uh, and this is an issue. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to say uh, if you've got an absentee or a mail-in ballot, you can go ahead and drop those off in person. That's okay, too. Uh, and it was uh, uh, the, the judge put it in into effect immediately, said uh, uh, immediately this is what has to happen. And uh, that within minutes, the secretary <laughs> of state of Missouri and the attorney general of Missouri appeal that decision together. And uh, the next day. So, yeah, like seven hours, something like that, you know, a little bit longer, <laughs> like 10, 
maybe 10. Uh, the judge said, okay, I'll hold off on my order and wait for the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals to make their initial ruling. So that's what we're waiting for now. Haven't heard back from the Eighth Circuit yet, but uh, yeah, there was a period of time there. Uh, on It was on a Saturday. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that people could have gone ahead and dropped off the mail-in ballots. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many people did that, but this was a, a great conversation. Um, I'm very happy that you're able to come on. But you know, I want I want to give you an opportunity um, since you know elections almost here, right? And there might be a few f- folks who are watching who are a little undecided, or maybe they haven't looked yet. Maybe they haven't looked through their ballot yet. They don't know who's going to be on the ballot. Um, what What is a um, you know, some closing thoughts that you have, having gone through this journey, having started where you started from, and now here you are running for us. So exciting, running for office. And, uh, you know, were you shocked as I was when I was running for office, said I was running for office? <laughs> I, I was shocked. Honestly, I was shocked that you weren't already running. Were you really? Cause yeah, it was I, not, it was on my next 2022's bucket list. Was it really? It was. Yeah, but I, yeah, I was no. when I met you, I was like, she needs to be running. And then when you <laughs> did, I looked around all these folks. Where I was like, oh, she's going to be good. Like, this is good. <laughs> this is this is, you know, we need we need people. And, you know, obviously in an election, somebody wins, somebody loses. All this stuff happens. Right. And 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 I just feel I've always felt that we want the strongest folks wherever we can get them from to be running. And then the choices, you know, at the end of the day. Now, in Missouri, we haven't really had that opportunity. Uh, we're, we're lucky if we can get good people to run right now. Right, we right. do have a lot of good people who are. We do. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I was I was very happy to see that um, you decided to do that. Yeah, I'm excited that St. Charles does not have an empty seat. Uh, there's a Democrat running in every district in St. Charles County, and that is awesome. I'm so excited about that, just to have a choice for everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just, I win or lose, right? You said that there, there's a winner and there's a loser. Um, I think I'm, you know, I think I'm going to win. I know it's tight. <laughs> it's, it is, it was, you know, it started out, you know, you know where you sit as far as like your DPI and I've closed it and I've closed it and I've closed it to the point now where it's going to be a nail biter um, for, for me anyways. Um, and, and I just want to leave everybody with the whole reason that I'm doing this now and not in 2022 is because firsthand I saw how broke we really are in our state legislature, whether it be it's they're not good legislatures because it's, you know, maybe too, you know, we, we, we've got that majority on the other side. It, it just needs to be shaken up. And the reason it needs to, and how we shake it up is we, we bring that change. We bring in new people and that are willing to, one, listen to every single person in your district, regardless of what party they are with, and whether you agree with them on why they're calling and reaching out to you or not. And the second thing is, is we've got to get everybody at the table once we're in Jefferson City. We've got to start talking to each other. One of the things that I did while I was there is I lobbied legislatures, right, legislators um, on the LGBTQ issues because, and and many of them were Republican, and I had good conversations with them there as well. They will listen. Um, we can talk. 
if they're allowed to talk. And they aren't all allowed to, to have those conversations out loud. Um, and, and I've had them reach out to me, uh, which is cool. You know, I'm, it, it's shocking when you get that call. Um, but you know that they're good job. You, you did a good job. I'm glad you, I'm glad you came. I'm glad you're doing this. I hope I get to work with you. Um, that's flattering for, for somebody, you know, yeah, it, it's flattering. I was, it, it's a great feeling to know that people want to talk. And, and talk to me and know that I can bring, you know, I can bring that change. And that's going to be every single voice in the district. I don't care who you are. I don't care if I agree with you or if you don't agree with me. However, I, I still want to hear from you because if I don't hear from you, I don't get a feeling for the district. And that's what's happening now. Our current representative doesn't have a feel for the whole of the district. And so we aren't all being represented. And I want to bring that. That's that's what I do. I lift up voices. That's what I've done forever, whether it be women, kids, uh, people of color. I mean, just that's I always that's where you always find me. And and I lift those voices. And and that's what I'm that's the point of me running now. Bring everybody to Jefferson with me, maybe not physically, but their voice. And that's something I can do. And so as uh, if you haven't read the ballot, that's where I say I hope I earn your vote. Um, and, and I hope you oppose awful amendment three or horrible amendment three. <laughs> and, and, uh, because once I, once we get there, you know, if, if we're going to hold the vote, we don't want it overturned. You know, I, that is not in anybody's good, best interest, right. To have a party or a group of people say, Oh, I don't like it. Cause it doesn't work for us. So we're going to write some legislation and get it back on the ballot so that we can see if it can maybe go our way. And they know that Amendment 3 is not going to go our way. We, we, I mean, I used, everybody saw that committee hearing. I've used it in my, my own advertising for my campaign. They know it's not going to, that it's not going to pass, but they, they did it anyways because they can. And that's the attitude that I'm tired of. Um, they can, the cavalierness, let's just bring, bring the change, bring the real people who want to see benefit for everyone. That's why I'm running. And that's why I hope everybody who, who watches and who I've talked to votes for me because we will bring the change and we will do it together. Chris Hyman, candidate for Missouri <laughs> House 105. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I was looking forward to it. I'm glad we did it. <laughs> This is great. Well, stick around for just a little bit. I'm going to yep. close out everybody. Oh, by the way, everybody, if you want to find more, learn more about Chris, are you going to be, you're going to be Christine on the ballot, right? I am Christine on the ballot okay, and my website is Christine for Missouri. Look at that. Oh, you're so good. Cause usually I have to go all spelled out for spelled out, Missouri spelled out yeah. Christine for Missouri.com. And that um, phone number that is on my website um, goes straight to me. I, I want to talk to you. Um, it does. There, it doesn't go through my campaign manager. It comes straight to me. And so, call me. That's what I'm here for. I want to answer questions. I want to hear what everybody thinks. Um, and anything else that we didn't get a chance to talk about here in this hour is on that website. Great, awesome. Give her a call, everybody. <laughs> text. I like text. 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 Or instead, <laughs> texting is so. I. It's so much easier. Yeah. But yeah. Text. Please text the number on there. Thanks for joining us on the Alad Pod. 
You can participate in future town halls and see all of our past ones at aladgross.live. You can reach me there too, and I'd love to hear your ideas. For now, this is Alad Gross, and I'll see you on the next Alad Pod. Thank you.